Welcome to another episode of Movies That Make Us. I'm Jake. I'm Tracy. And I'm Val. Together again. So <laughs> nice to be together again. We might as well start out silly because this is just going to be a silly episode. <laughs> it's going to be a silly episode. The subject matter warrants silliness for sure. Um, but yeah, it has been a few minutes since we got together and recorded an episode. So it's good to be back together doing this again. Yes. Um, life just gets busy. And yeah. between travel schedules, work schedules, and whatever else is going on, it just happens sometimes. We need Alamo. to take a break and step away. What's that? You went to the Alamo? Or just yeah. going to the Alamo. Going to the Alamo. Yeah, That's just true. going to the Alamo. Kids well, going back yeah, I, to school. <laughs> yeah, I, I'll be honest. I forgot about going to the Alamo. Wow. Yeah, we went there right away. Right away. <laughs> You have six kids going back to school. How do you do it? Yeah. How's, how's that? Are you just excited? It's a mixture of excitement and a lot of stress and anxiety because it's a constant, like, do we have everybody where they need to be? Do we have our schedules synced up so we know what we're supposed to be doing? Last week was really rough. There were a lot of nights where it was like, oh, we've got back to school night. Plus, I've got a meeting. Plus, we've got it was it was a little crazy last week, but yeah. we made it through the first week. Hopefully it gets easier. Do you have like one of those push pin maps with all the strings, like in the detective movies to make sure that everybody's going where they're supposed to go? I think that would just be too time consuming if we tried to <laughs> upkeep something like that. And there's technology no. now. <laughs> yeah. No, my, my wife, my wife does usually get a big calendar that she has on the wall. And so she writes down and it's color coded for each like kid and parent and everything. So we know what's going on every day. But uh, it's it's crazy. So we, we've got six kids going to four different schools. Wow. So, and then they have activities yeah. after school. And yeah, half of my kids are involved in some after school stuff already with uh, sports like volleyball and football and then doing some cheerleading stuff. And I'm just like, <laughs> yeah, it's fun. It's fun. The, we get to this point in the year and like once school starts, like Christmas comes right away. Like mm -hmm. I feel like it's, it's, oh, it's the end of the year and we blink and it's over. So mm -hmm. it just gets crazy busy from here on out. So, man, but, but, but in between all of that, I have been doing well with my running and walking yes, you and have. training for the 10 K you two have also been doing really well with that stuff as well. We're well, foul stuff. <laughs> now you're power walking. I haven't ran once. <laughs> you're power walking these conventions, man. Yeah. I mean, I did run jog. I jogged up a hill. I jogged up a hill um, in Canada. I went into this park the day that I was going to leave. Um, Canada. I had a whole bunch of time. So I went into this park and I got lost. I know uh -huh. that's 
really shocking to everyone. Um, so I was running late. I had a time that said, like, my alarm went off. You need to leave the park by this point because I have to return the car. It's 35 to 40 minutes away from where I'm at. And then you return the car and then get into the airport and it goes off. And I'm like, okay. So I start walking back and just asked a lady on the way out. I'm like, so getting out is this way, right? And she's like, actually, you need to go this way and then do the thing. And I'm like, okay, I already went that way, but like maybe I missed something. So I backtracked and then ran into somebody else and they're like, no. Oh, you no. went the wrong way. So now <laughs> I'm going up the incline to get out. And so I'm like trekking it. And I have been walking this place that has like uphills down. Here's their stairs to get up to one point. Oh, like all God. day, I'm like, this is great. Getting the exercise, seeing the birds, like walking bridges. Now I'm trekking it up this hill <laughs> two hours later. And trying to get to the car. And I'm like, I showered this morning, but nobody on the plane is going to know that. I'm like, the stinkiest person there. You're like, um, I'm going to have a leisurely walk through the park. It'll yeah. be nice. <laughs> so I did, like I did break a sweat, if that counts. That totally counts. Okay. Hills, hills yeah, are that cool. totally counts. The, um, well, the, the Salt Lake, rock, the rock and roll Salt Lake half marathon went on over the weekend. And that course mm -hmm. had thought about signing up because i did the one in vegas and i'm like that was kind of fun and then i looked at the course and i'm like nope because it starts in downtown salt lake goes up to the Capitol, goes oh. up the avenues up to the university of utah that's gross and then around and then back down and i'm like <laughs> that's like six miles of hills that i don't need so i'm gonna pass yeah that sounds awful that sounds miserable there, there are parts of salt lake city that that are pretty hilly and pretty all oh, up the avenues. Walk the up and run. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. And it didn't start until nine o'clock in the morning. So I'm like, Oh, that's going to be sweaty. Uh-huh. Yeah. So gross. No. <laughs> gross. Those are the things that we're trying to avoid. Disneyland in general <laughs> is pretty yeah. flat. Uh, and if so you I do think enjoy those okay. things, great. It's just, oh, absolutely. It's just not for us. If that's your thing. Yeah. yeah. That's not our thing. Mm -mm. But I'm glad there are people that, that enjoy it, which yeah. is good. But um, we are, if you guys don't know, I mean, you guys know, but I mean, people listening, if, if they don't know. The yeah. If you're new to the show, uh, we are raising money for the American Cancer Society. Our goal is to raise 2250 before the end of December, something like that. I don't know. I don't know the exact date, but before we run, 10k I, this is the weirdest thing that i've ever done i'm asking people to donate and if they donate enough to reward them i'm going to run 10 kilometers i don't know what's going on in my mind but i'm excited to do it and i think those that have been listening for a while know that i'm probably the most hesitant of the three of us about doing this and i'm getting pretty excited about it we had That's awesome. we've talked about it and we've talked about what it's going to look like and what the experience is going to be and i'm excited but I'm really excited because we are almost to our halfway mark. We're at $1,043. Um, we would love to hit 1125 by the end of this week. That would be fantastic. So if you're listening to this, even $5 will help us get there. We will make sure that we post a link in both the description for this video as well as uh, any of our social media posts to promote this episode so that you guys can easily find the link to make that donation. We appreciate any contribution at all. It's huge. Absolutely. And everything that you donate goes directly to American Cancer Society. Yep. We're paying for our own Disney trip. We're paying for the tickets to the park. We're paying for 
for everything. Everything you donate goes directly to American Cancer. Yes. That's the other thing. I'm paying to fly somewhere and stay in a hotel so I can run. What is <laughs> the choices early, that I've made in my in life? Morning, friend. But we're running at Disneyland. That's the only reason we're doing it. Like, if not, I would just pay Tracy the money again and just be like, here's my donation. I love American Cancer. I'll, I'll, I'll cheer for you when I wake up. Or I'll congratulate yeah. you when I wake up. But it's at yeah. Disneyland. So I know that I'm going to be running towards happiness. I'm going to yes. be running through happiness. And then beignets when I'm again. done, when I'm done running, there will be sugary churros and beignets waiting for me to stuff my face. And then I'm going to watch fireworks and cry because I do every time. Um, and I get to play the Spider-Man game with my best friends. So and like, I'm I super excited about that. I haven't experienced you, but you got to start getting, it was, cause it's, it's this. And I have to tell you, I practice every day. Yeah. I do 25 of these in the morning. And <laughs> before I go to sleep, I brush my teeth and then I do 25. All right. So I'm yeah. just telling you so far, everyone that, that I've played this game against, I have one. My, my youngest son is coming with us and he has talked nonstop about him practicing for the web slingers as well. He feels like he's got a pretty good spidey form already, but I'm going to have to tell him he's got to up his game. If he's going to want to compete, he's yeah, got to up his cute. game a bit. He's cute and he's a kid, but it doesn't I'm, help. Not, I'm, I'm <laughs> yeah. not, I'm not easing up. You got to push the kids to be better. <laughs> listen with web slingers. It's probably like toy story, midway mania or buzz light years, astro blast. There's no mercy because you're a kid. No. You don't no. take mercy on the people in your car. No. That's not how this yeah. game works. <laughs> yeah. It's every man, you might be at the most magical place in the world, but you're going down. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Is it so, January yet? <laughs> I can't wait. I can't wait. It's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to be very silly because we're going to be up very early come that Saturday morning. But it's yeah. going to be cool. We'll do some live streams. Um, yeah. I'm also going to be uh, videoing the whole thing in a time lapse. So um, if I eat crap on Main Street, um, you'll see it because we'll, we'll share the video yeah. later. Those uh, those it, horse carriage lanes, you don't mess yeah. with them. Yeah, that's My what I was going to say. The rails, the goat. Yeah, I'm nervous. That's the part that I'm the most nervous about. Everything <laughs> else I think will be a cakewalk. But that part right in. there. You don't want to biff it that close to well, the that's, end. Well, but here's the thing. It's towards the end, so I've already run five whatever right. miles. Yeah. And I'm exhausted at that point. I'm just yeah. trying to hang on and stumble across the finish line. I don't need extra help stumbling. That's all I'm saying. I won't need the extra help. I also want to let you guys know that I think I'm going to prance across the finish line. You know that, that lady video where she's like prancing like a prance walk through like – the like park that. have you seen that video where she's like prance walking through the park? yeah yeah i think i'm, I think I'm gonna do that i like this plan yeah prance. i think i think i'd like to go for the cool runnings ending so i'm just gonna break down right before the finish line if you guys could pick me up and carry me across the finish line we will do while it. everyone else slow claps I i'm gonna really i'm gonna do it. the thing where the kid throws a fit in the grocery store and he lays down and the mom just grabs him by the leg <laughs> and pulls him out that's what i'm gonna i'm just gonna grab you by your foot and just pull and you. just pull me out that's perfect that works too <laughs> now here's the thing we gave you a hard time about this yesterday tracy 
you're doing like what five, ten extra races just because of the great medals that you're going <laughs> to win I'm, as I'm a result. I, I I don't do this for fun. That's the thing. I do this for the medals. I do this to try and be healthier. I'm trying to lose weight. I'm trying to be a better person and be on this planet longer. But um, the medals are what gets me. So yeah, I'm doing the the dopey challenge the week before. So I'll be doing four races there. And then I'm doing two races at uh, Disneyland, including the half. Because if you do at least 10 miles in both parks, then you get a special medal for that accomplishment. And so... I have a question. If you come in first, second, or third, uh -huh. right? Like you have the for the top time, do yeah. they give you a special medal, or do you get the same medal you if you come plaque. in first then la and last? You I, you get the same medal, but they'll mail you like a a plaque of some kind. I've seen online. Yeah, they should also give them a churro, right? They there. also give them the banner when you break through the banner. Oh, okay. You get the banner. So, is that? So is that the goal this year, Tracy, to win the banner? <laughs> Dude, I've got, I've got for. I mean, I'll take it off the guy or lady that wins for you. I'll just. <laughs> I was, I was telling you guys yesterday the, um, you know, I'm, I'm like a, a, thirteen and a half, fourteen minute mile, and then as a, as the distance gets longer, my time gets slower, of course. But I've got friends who are doing like seven to nine minute miles, and it just blows me away. I'm like, oh I can't gosh. even imagine. Like I've got a friend who did the same. I did nine miles yesterday and I have a friend who did the same and he did it in seven and a half minute mile per mile for nine miles. Dude, I was dying at the end of yeah. nine and I was doing 13 and a half. So. <laughs> yeah. It, it, no, I will never be one of the front of the corral runners. I will never see what the course looks like with it's empty because I just, I started this in my mid forties and I should have started way earlier. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm starting at least a little bit earlier because I'm in my early 40s and I'm doing <laughs> See, this. I don't know if there will be more, but <laughs> I, I've i been running uh, at the Oval, the Olympic Oval that's close okay. to my house uh, because it's amazing. It's 65 degrees in there. They keep it that temperature all the time because of the ice. And so it just is so much better than running outside. And I like it more than on a treadmill because I feel like I'm at least going somewhere. I'm moving. Mm -hmm. but, but the other day, I felt like like Sam Falcon from America, the Winter Soldier, when he's running and Steve keeps coming by. On your left, there, there was this lady there. And I don't know what sport she does, if she's just a runner or what, but she was just running laps. And she just kept running past me. And I'm like, yeah, I'm not even mad about it. Like, that's just impressive. Dude, I wish I go, could do that. Go, but Go. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's like and, when we talked about um, Brittany runs a marathon and the scenes where they're running and then the kids go running right past him. And she's like, are we going backwards? Because that happens. <laughs> There'll be like kids that'll like just take off running in front of me and they're going like lapping me. And I'm like, yep, I used to be able to do that. <laughs> and I'm, yeah. I feel like I'm Matt Damon at the end of the movie Air. When mm. he gets out on the track and he's like, okay, I'm going to do this. And he runs like two seconds. And he's like, no, this is stupid. <laughs> that's, that's me. The other one that's great is the Parks and Rec where Andy Dwyer is like, everything hurts and I'm dying. And he's stripping off. All yeah. His yeah. Yeah. We'll all keep our clothes on. Well, it's okay. family. Yeah. I can yeah. at least promise that. Uh, <laughs> I don't want to get kicked out of Disneyland after I, 
I kind of want to be in Disney jail just one time, as just, long as I'm not once. banned from the park forever. Just to experience it. Yeah, I just. So you got to figure out what, like, what the level is, like, what you can do to get in. <laughs> To Disneyland jail without getting banned. We just like you need want to our right show up. to get big enough that we can request such things. I was going to say, what you should do is yeah. we should invite John Smith, and he's friends with all the policemen over there, and he could probably get us some kind of... In- I'll make a call and be like, John Smith, get me arrested at Disneyland, but, yeah. not, re- but not really, just for fakesies. I bet you he'd do it, too. Oh, he's known me since high school. If he could get me arrested, he would do it right now. Yeah. <laughs> You had me at get you arrested, Val. I didn't need to hear anymore. And I'm pretty sure Wait Dave, no I'm pretty sure Babe um would yeah. finance would finance me getting arrested. So <laughs> not just support, but finance. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. All right. Well, because he knows it's what you really want. It's what True. he wants. <laughs> <laughs> he just wants me to be a rule breaker. Um, and I feel like I could be a Pee Wee Herman kind of rule breaker, oh, but not transition. like, but not like a regular person rule breaker. Because, because I think when Pee Wee does it, the way he does it is endearing and not malicious. Yeah. Right. And so I think I could totally, like, I need to learn from Pee Wee, yeah. but I don't want to be like Breaking Bad. No, no. I mean, I don't know. It worked out in the end. I don't know. Like, I've I haven't watched. I don't know. I I've like watched one episode. Out. I know you do, but I don't want to be that kind of. I don't want to be like, in jail for that for no. the rest of my life. No, those are bad. But people. getting but getting arrested for stealing your own bike back, right? Yeah, that would be okay. Yeah, yeah. especially a bike like he has in Pee Wee's Big a Adventure sweet bike. It I is had a, a very bike. similar bike when I was younger. I, it was the handlebars up here with the white unicorn uh-huh. seat, and it had the streamers nice. coming down. Oh, it was such a cute bike. Yeah. The, we are talking about Pee Wee's Big Adventure this week, uh, for those that haven't caught on to that yet, which is fine. <laughs> um, and and we talked about doing, we've been talking about doing this episode for a few weeks since uh, Paul Rubens passed. Um, and uh, we just haven't recorded it yet. So now we're recording it. And I'm excited. Pee-wee's Big Adventure holds a special place in my heart because this is Tim Burton's feature film directorial debut. Yeah. And Danny Elfman's debut mm-hmm. as a as a film scorer. Yeah. So, so I was going to say, I have a special place in my heart for this movie because I saw this as a double feature which they don't do anymore, but it was a double feature with Better Off Dead at the Standing Starship. <laughs> that nice. theater doesn't even exist anymore. As long gone, no, but the Standing Starship. And uh, yeah, double feature, Pee-wee's Big Adventure and Better Off Dead. I don't think there's any theater there anymore because I think the Cinemark Movies 9 is closed now too. Has oh, is it? Yeah, the pandemic yeah. kind of took that one out. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. So there's no theater over there anymore, which is... I wish, uh, I wish I, they would do double features, though. Like, if like yeah. a theater chain would, like, just on Sundays or Mondays, like, even if it's, like, the first Monday of the month or something like that, yeah. we're going to do double features, that would be so much fun. I'm going to yeah. make a phone call. <laughs> and, <laughs> Megaplex. And double features that we're talking about, they're different than like when you buy the ticket to watch 
all of the Lord of the Rings movies in a row. Yeah, that's or that's a marathon. The, that's not that's a marathon, but but also a double feature was like you went and it was two movies that were just out at the same time, uh-huh. and they weren't necessarily related. Like I think they tried to group like family friendly films together sure. and whatever, but yeah, but like. I mean, Better Off Dead and Pee Wee's Big Adventure, those movies don't tie into each other at all. No. no. But they're and, both classic. And they do it at the drive-in. Movies. Yeah. Like, you can go yeah. to the drive-in and you pick, like, the two movies that you want to see. And you don't have to stay, but you're right. basically paying to go see these two movies. Um, and I hardly ever make it to the second one because I'm asleep. That's past my bedtime. Um, <laughs> but when I was younger and I didn't want to go to sleep, then, right. yeah made it but yeah i just think it'd be fun it would even be cool if they could show like the original double features because a lot of what like is in peewee's big adventure is very retro like you're going mm -hmm. into this world that kind of takes you back in time and it would be really cool to see the double feature with also the newsreels in between the features like from that time but there are very few theaters that actually run off of that type of that have the type they can't run that film anymore. Most yeah, of them, so. yeah, yeah. Oh, that which is fun. which is a shame. Yeah, I, and it's man. funny you watch like the trailers from back in like the eighties and nineties. They are so different from trailers nowadays. Yeah, so just think yeah. if you saw some from the fifties and you saw <laughs> from the forties, like when you had like the war reels and the news reels. Yeah, like, <laughs> that would be really cool. Like, when when I was a kid, I remember we used to go to the uh, Murray Theater. That uh-huh. is also not a theater now. I don't know what it is. It used to be a concert venue and whatever. But oh, they used yeah. to show, used to be a dollar movie theater. And they, at the beginning, would have this, like, I can't remember. If it, was, it felt like it was either, like, the Pledge of Allegiance or the National Anthem or something like this really old reel that they put on every movie that they showed there. <laughs> and it, like, it was weird, but it was also very nostalgic. And it just mm-hmm. felt like it fit in with that setting. And I, I would love to see some of those kinds of experiences come back. You know, we had yeah. the Villa Theater that's now a rug emporium. We had Murray, C- Murray Theater, which is was a church and a concert venue and mm-hmm. is just vacant now. And it would be nice. They used to have a single theater at the Fashion Place Mall. Yeah, a long yeah. time ago. Right but they also the used to have a Disney store there and a Warner Brothers store there. That's Oh, I yeah. love the Warner Brothers store. My, I worked there. My grandma, you did. My grandma worked there when it first worked- opened. <laughs> Well, I didn't work there when it first opened. <laughs> I, <was great. laughs> I didn't think you were contemporaries. I'm just. Saying. I mean, I know I'm. I'm. I'm getting older, but. Uh, um, My grandma was already old too when she started working oh, there. Just okay. so you guys know, okay. it was like it was it opened in like out of high school. Yeah. I mean, if you were working there during high school, that might make sense at the very because it opened in like in the nineties, I feel like. The yeah. I, I worked there during store. college. I had like four jobs at the mall. I worked there. I worked at zoomies because I also worked up at um, Brighton a couple nights a week. Mm-hmm. And then I also worked at the leather store. Oh. So yeah. All right. I got all the discounts. <laughs> <laughs> so if you've never seen Pee Wee's big adventure, the story Pee-wee. goes, well, Okay, that. But also, the, the story goes, Pee-wee's got this bike, and it's this really awesome bike. He keeps it under lock and key, and by lock and key, I mean an enormous amount of chains and locks when he locks it up. I mean, it's ridiculous. 
Um, but even when he parks it at home, it's like in the secret garage that nobody mm-hmm. can get to. With passcodes. Uh, and, yeah, and his neighbor Francis really likes this bike, wants it for his birthday. Pee-wee says no. He parks it, locks it up, and lo and behold, the bike gets stolen. And Pee-wee goes on this adventure to find his bike because a, a psychic says it's in the basement of the Alamo. <laughs> and so Pee-wee heads off to go to the Alamo, and it's all the hijinks that are in between. Gets the Al- to the Alamo and finds out there's not a basement at the Alamo <laughs> and doesn't know where his bike is. And and so it's the story of, of him trying to find his bike. It's ridiculous. It is over the top. It's everything that you would expect from Pee Wee Herman and everything that you would expect from from Tim Burton all wrapped up into one yeah. uh, thing. And it's, it's fun because I got to imagine when they were putting this together, I mean, this was just an underground little group of people like Phil Hartman had never written a script before. He literally bought a book on how to write a screenplay and followed it to the letter. So this movie is 90 minutes long. The script was 90 pages. It like follows every beat of the hero's journey, like exactly. Then you've got Paul Rubens, who's just starting to kind of get some traction with the Pee Wee character, but it wasn't, of course, a household thing. He'd been on Letterman a lot. If you go back and watch some of those, um, they've been a lot on TikTok and on Google. Some of the Pee Wee on David Letterman appearances are freaking hilarious. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Tim Burton with his first movie. And then Paul Rubens wanted to get Danny Elfman to score the the movie and Tim Burton wasn't sure. So Paul Rubens took him to two Oingo Boingo concerts and then he was like, oh, okay. And so then they went and talked to Elfman and Elfman's like, I don't know. And then his his guy talked him into it. I mean, just the convergence of talent. And then they made every movie together after that. (laughs) I know. That's what I'm saying. Like this movie is so important because it brings the people together. I mean, if nothing else... I think it's a fun movie, and obviously this this catapults Pee Wee Herman into the oh, yeah. public consciousness because after this we get Pee Wee's Playhouse and and then everything that happened after that. But even just aside from that, you've got the Tim Burton Danny Elfman connection. Mm-hmm. That this movie, even though it feels like it's very different than anything Tim Burton, when you watch it, it's got his signature and thumbprints and fingerprints it. all over it. Yeah, the coloring of, of the movie oh, is fantastic. So like I get it was supposed to just be this little art house movie, but it feels like the coloring of the movie feels like a blockbuster movie. And, uh-huh. it, you know, and it's just so bright and so fun. And like all of like the Robin egg blues that, you know, come out mm-hmm. in all of these different areas and how crisp all the white is. And, and then, so then cold. when you get to the danky areas, it's super dank, you know, because everything right. else is so crisp and clean, like a Clorox commercial. Mm-hmm. And it's just, well, yeah. Everything in his house and everything in his universe is so bright. Like it is yeah. like mm-hmm. red, red. It is yes. yellow. And, yes. and yeah. And then you're right. When he gets into the fortune teller, and everything is black and blue and rainy and yeah. Yeah. Yep. This, this movie is responsible for me believing for years and years that the worst thing you could do was cut that tag off of a mattress because <laughs> that's what the guy said. That's why yeah. he had been in jail. Yeah. And uh, I believed it. For a you know, long time. I mean, how many times did you guys watch this movie as a kid? Because I think I watched when we oh, were I like, watched oh, it quite we're... a few. All yeah. the time. Yeah. All the time. Uh-huh. 
And just yeah. like I said, I mean, it is so silly. It shouldn't work, but it hits even today. It, it still lands the jokes and it yeah. just is even when you know that it's coming, it's great. And I thought it was really sweet. All the tributes after Paul Rubens passed away, um, like the Alamo did a tweet and it said, um, oh, yeah. every we, we have not had a day go by since this movie came out that somebody has asked us about the Alamo. We do have a basement in the gift shop across the street. We'll miss you or something like that. They're like, we're not bad. We appreciate the the publicity or something. Yeah. Um, the roadside attraction where the dinosaurs are with Simone. Like they painted mm -hmm. a peewee suit on the dinosaur. I just, it was just really sweet. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it, and the, the talent that Paul Rubens had with this character that he created, um, and the dedication that he had, because at this point, if you go and you watch the movie and yeah. you get to the credits, it credits Pee Wee Herman as Pee Wee Herman. <laughs> it doesn't credit like he wasn't going by his name at that point yeah. when he was doing the Pee Wee character. It was a separate personality almost. And he and, built and that every character time from he scratch. went out. He was that character. He was that character yeah. on the red carpet. He was that character like it was very hard to kind of like separate himself. And I remember when he was in Buffy. Um, the mm -hmm. Vampire Slayer, the movie, and like trying to kind of, you know, start something new, and it was very difficult. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. That's when he's so frustrating, like yeah, you find this thing and it launches you, and then you want to do something different because you don't want to be trapped in this, but you're you're stuck there. That's gotta be frustrating. Yeah. It, it has to be, yeah. And uh, I remember him showing up in Mystery Men. As yeah. The gassy character that what was the uh, it was a weird name, but um, and thinking the same thing like it it looks like Pee Wee but it's not Pee Wee and you just wanted him to do the Pee Wee laugh or something but you know mm -hmm. that would be very very hard um, and and I think when you look back on what he accomplished as an actor and some of the films that he was in aside from what he did as Pee Wee Herman he still had a pretty decent career. Yeah, I mean, there are voices and things that you may not be familiar that he did. Yeah. Of course, Star Tours, he was Captain uh -huh. Rex. Captain yeah. Rex, who is now the DJ over at the cantina in the yeah. uh, Galaxy's yeah. Edge. Yep. Uh, and he just he just pops up in, in places all over. And he had, he had an interesting career. He had an interesting personal life. And we don't necessarily need to get into that because I think he was a very unique but, individual yeah. as far as some of that stuff goes yeah. but the work that he did i think is undeniable yeah i mean it he was just extremely talented and 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 i think in the hands of a lesser actor and comedian that character would be so annoying so fast mm -hmm. yeah and there's just something so innocent and childlike with him that is just so great like he knocks over all these bikers bikes and then they pull him inside and they're going to beat him up and he's like i say we let him go <laughs> <laughs> the way he delivers a lot of the lines i mean that one's great and of course he wins him over by doing the tequila dance and yes i mean one of, of the most iconic scenes from yeah. that movie and that dance has been repeated and repeated mm -hmm. and repeated you, i don't think you can hear yep. tequila without thinking of that scene I always think of Pee Wee when I hear tequila, <laughs> always, which is, which is good because the other scene that I do think of when I try to think what else would I know is Sandlot when they're on the spinning mm -hmm. ride and they start. Yeah. 
Yeah. I'd much rather think of Pee Wee dancing. Than, yeah. 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 But um, <laughs> I love it when he tells Dottie, like, I'm a rebel, a lone wolf. <laughs> you don't want anything to do with me, Dottie. But like that line delivered in Pee Wee's voice. I, and I can't do it. I can't impersonate people. And, but the and way he, he holds it back it. here because usually yeah. his voice is a little bit higher, and he and he does. He like goes back here and he's like, "I'm a rebel, Dottie." Yeah, like he does it in the, with his face. That was he's good. Like, I'm a rebel. Like in his mouth, you know. Yeah, you don't want to be with a man like. He's me. trying. He's trying to be cool and, and <laughs> as Pee Wee only can. Oh yeah. And Jake, as he's wearing the red bow tie and the grease. Dottie is the connecting tissue between Pee-wee's Big Adventure and Better Off Dead because she is the singer at the mm. high school dance. And she ended go. up becoming the voice of um, the main Rugrats character, Tommy. Oh, so, I didn't know that. Yeah, she, she went on I to do a lot of vocal. So Rugrats. Yeah, she's the voice of that. That's Dottie. Well, there you go. So I take I it all back. The double features were themed after all. There you go. <laughs> I, I had a major crush on Dottie growing up. Yeah. Whew. Well, and <laughs> that's great. <laughs> I don't know. I, I I felt like we just had to have you let him let you have a moment there, Tracy. I, I appreciate you know, that. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, the Francis character in this too, oh. as a villain, I thought he was, he plays it really well. That's the great thing about this movie because it doesn't have a lot of people who are extremely huge at this point. Right. Yeah. Right. It, it, and so everybody's really just acting their guts out mm -hmm. for a movie that's ridiculous and crazy, but everybody delivers. And, and these kinds of movies only work. I feel like when the actors are all in on it, 100%. like if, if they come in and they're like, this is stupid. I'm just doing this for the paycheck. It comes across on the screen. Yeah. And if they're in and bought into the project and everything else, then it works and they take it seriously. It works, even though it's extremely ridiculous because oh, there's the nothing whole, about this movie that isn't. The, the interrogation scene at the bike shop just kills me every single time. Like the camera angles, and he's like, it's like this sweater and you start pulling on the thread and someone keeps knitting and knitting and they have like this one harsh light over the top of his head and everything else is black. And then they're cutting to the audience who's like slowly getting up and starting to leave and he just keeps going. It's just delightful. It is. And the thing that's something you want to share with the class, Super Larry or whatever his name Crazy is. Crazy Larry. Crazy, yeah. The, th the thing I love, so I noticed it a lot this time I was watching and listening for it, was the, the music that Elfman does. So he's like, when Pee-wee's out on the, the bike and he's going to the magic shop, like there's like this, this perfect Pee-wee slash circus music going. And then when he finds his bike is gone, it starts slowing down. And then by the time it gets to the interrogation, he's like, I, I wish we had somebody who was like a real musical person on to talk about this because... It feels like they dropped it like an octave and they slow it down. And now it's this creepy tenseful during the interrogation in the basement where he's trying to figure out who stole his bike. And it's, but it's the same music, but it's now taken on a completely different tone. And I just think that is just so smart. Yeah. Yeah. And, and when you listen to it, it's, it's undeniable that it's 
Danny Elfman that's doing it. And it's really interesting to me because with both him and Burton, who have very distinct styles, they had that from the beginning. Yeah. And, you know, obviously it's been developed and refined and tweaked over time as they've gotten better at their craft, but it was still a Tim Burton film. It was still a Danny Elfman score, 100%. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's very, it's interesting. That's probably the most Boingo score he's done. Like there's a lot mm-hmm. of yeah. on that one. And then he moves away from that later. But I mean, the guy's still performing. He's 70, I think. And dude is ripped. Like he's in great shape and he is just performing. And it's just, I'd love to see him live one of these days. Uh, if you follow him on Instagram, I, I think I've said this on the show before. It's an interesting follow on Instagram. He is everything you would want Danny Elfman to be a hundred percent during, during the dark times of 2020 um, when we were all thinking we were going to be cooped up in our houses for like a month or so, you uh-huh. know, whatever uh, he, to pass the time recorded a cover of one of his Oingo Boingo songs uh, where he did all the parts. And so he did the, the, oh. Uh, multi-tracking and everything and then he did a video and it was in his house because that's where everything was and his daughter shot it because she was in his bubble and his house is the creepiest place I think I've ever seen (laughs) old dolls and shrunken heads and but it is the most like it's like no but this makes sense like the movies that he scored and the music that he's done yeah this makes sense for for Daniel so I want to know are some of those props in the movie just from his house or did he take some Probably. of the props from PV PV and put them in his house? Because that sounds, fa- some of those sound familiar as to being in the yeah. movie. Yeah. Dolls it's, it's and possible. creepy shrunken heads. It's, I mean, between Elfman and Burton, they probably yeah. have most of that stuff just on hand. <laughs> oh, I yeah, they're like in the basement. Let me, let me run over. I'll go grab it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I would, like someday for Tim Burton to direct a film that was written by Neil Gaiman and then the score by Danny Elfman. I think wow. that would, that's my dream team that for would, a movie. That would be all right. I would watch the heck out what of that. What would the title of this movie be? Oh, I'd love for them to do the, the film adaptation of the graveyard book. I don't know this nope. book. Yeah. It's, I don't it's, read. Neil, Neil Neil Gaiman did the graveyard book. It is like the jungle book, but it takes place in a graveyard. And uh, it is instead of a boy being raised in the jungle, like Mowgli was, uh, it's a boy who's raised by ghosts in the graveyard. And he's the only one that's actually alive. And everybody else around him is a ghost. And it is fantastic. It's cool. a great, great book. So that's, that's what I'd love to see. And I heard Disney is, uh, it's so good guys. Disney is greenlit something for the graveyard book I've heard, but I don't know Mm -hmm. who's involved in that yet. Gotcha. Anyway, it's good. Um, I'm still haunted by charge. Check that one out. I am too. Well, who that, it scared she me. Scary. one, the, the things that scared me about her was one. I thought like at that point, like, okay, all truck drivers are scary. And then also I was like, I don't ever want to drive those roads. Like, is that how they those all are? Sounds- I never want to drive long distance because 
that scares me. Like as a kid, I was just like, there's so much scary about the situation. And everything up till then has been very light and very fun. <laughs> so a long time ago, we were driving back from Illinois, my wife and I, we were a lot younger in our marriage than we are now. And we thought, we'll just drive straight through. Mm. It's like a 17 hour trip. We'll just drive straight through. Mm. And uh, there was a point toward the end where the roads did become like that. I think under normal circumstances, they wouldn't be, but that late at night, <laughs> yeah, they became everything very much feels, like that. Scene. Everything feels like that when you're tired and you have to yeah. roll down the window and yeah, turn, you turn, turn, the down, AC up you turn all the way. down the music so that you can see better. Does anybody do that? Yes. Like, I need you to turn that yes. down so I can see better. Yeah. Everybody be quiet so I can pay attention to what's happening on the road. I can't see what's happening if you guys are making too much noise. But the the editing Kids of don't that get it, scene, by the way. The editing of that scene hits so perfectly because it's only on screen for like less than half a second, probably. But boy, is mm -hmm. that memorable. <laughs> it is. Blah. Yeah, it stands out every time. <laughs> I mean, there's. And I'll so tell many... you, that's just. It's just seamless. Uh, integration of that animation into the movie. You can't tell it's animated at all. <laughs> if but you're it not works. aware yeah, of Jake's works. sarcasm, it works. It works. Um, that's what that was. Yeah, Jake's got a very dry it. sarcasm, which we went to lunch yesterday. He, I mentioned he that. doesn't love... change his tone. Uh -uh. So you're never sure. No. You just have to know. I, I will tell you guys a story about my sarcasm offline. Sorry, I, I'm not going to share it on the air because I. Anyway, but, is that going to be a Patreon? Uh, <laughs> no, I won't even share it there. Um, I'm excited about this, and, and it almost it almost feels like there's really two big parts to this movie, right? There's the whole adventure getting to the Alamo, right, and then finding out it's not at the Alamo, and then him ending up in the hospital and waking up and seeing that that kid has it, the right. famous movie star kid, the older brother from Wonder Years. If you guys yes. are wondering yeah. who it is, the older brother from Wonder Years, uh -huh. who was a jerk in Wonder Years too. So I think that he just plays that character really well. He's probably the sweetest guy in real life, but he plays yeah. that character really well. Um, and then it's him getting the bike back and you've got the whole backlot Wonder chase brother. scene. Uh huh. Uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> We were watching it, and Ben says, I wonder if that's what the Warner Brothers studio backlot really looks like. I'm like, well, I'm pretty sure that is the Warner Brothers. Yeah. It totally <laughs> like, is. Yeah. They're not going to build a set piece yeah. for what they've got there. There's like, oh. I said it probably doesn't have as many characters in the background and the weird stuff that they see, like the pink and blue elephant and whatever. Like, yeah, that probably doesn't happen, but yeah. Not anymore. I, I, it's fun. I have taken, not anymore. I've taken the Warner's. The 80s was a wild time. Yeah, I've taken the Warner Brothers backlot tour, and it's so funny because now when you watch certain movies, especially TV shows, you're like, I know exactly where yeah. that is. They have they have one section where there's like some trees and there's like a little um, incline, um, and so they, anytime they have to do any kind of outdoor jungle thing, they film it at that spot, and it's only from this one angle. You'll notice once you see it and you know it. You'll notice it's the same angle at every TV show and every movie because that's the only angle this works because there's buildings all the way around it on all sides except for this one narrow area. And it's just, that's I mean, funny. oh, it's great. 
that's a fun tour. If you ever get a chance to do that one, that one, that one's worth checking. I would love to do that one. Uh, someday, someday. Um, I, and I love the pet shop scene at the very end too. Like when he's going, I mean, you talk about putting him in like this stuff. I mean, really the pet shop's on fire. He's got to save all the animals except the snakes. I love that every time he walks past the snakes, he's like, I love the music. But he does. Oh, he opens the monkey cages because they can help him. Okay, boy, let's go. Yes. (laughs) I'll let you guys out. You can help me. But I love it that the snakes, he saves them in the end. And then he collapses from carrying them out of the pet shop. And And that's how I knew that Pee Wee is a better person than I am. Because the snakes would have stayed if it were me. I'm like, birds. Sorry. And then it leads I love animals. The, it leads into the hospital scene, which in a movie that is so weird, that might be the weirdest section. Yeah. Which is saying something. <laughs> that is straight up. Yeah. That is straight up German expressionism. That's like 1930s German yeah. expressionism. And 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 that's perfect for Burton and to play with. And that is just, oh my gosh. Yeah. The swirling backgrounds yeah. and the odd kiltered angles. And yeah. 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 It it's definitely very much Burton esque, and I like oh, that. Very, and then Twisted Sister. Bit, so. Yeah. <laughs> do you think they just do you think that was now. written in, or do you think like they were just like happened to be around that day? <laughs> they were like actually like, filming. They were, they were actually like, like hey, filming a music video. These yeah, guys were like, probably at one of their concerts and went, "Hey, you want to be in our movie?" <laughs> I'm sure Danny Elfman knew him, if nothing else. I mean, they Oingo Boingo and Twisted Sister. I'm sure they ran in some oh, of the yeah. same circles. Oh, I'm sure the LA music circle was not that big. Yeah. 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 But oh god, um, the, the going through the Godzilla set is one of my favorites. Yes. It's like the explosions, like ah, oh, sorry. <laughs> Swinging. And then on there's the, vine. the Santa movie. Oh, yes. Swinging oh, on the vine is classic. It is like you. It's so over the top. Everything's over the top, but him swinging with the bike across on the vine is just awesome. Yeah. I don't know why, but every time I chuckle. Oh, and then I I think my favorite gag is when they're having the movie premiere and they dub his voice. Yes. Paging Mr. Herman. (laughs) And he's like, he's so giddy because that's him. They've completely replaced his voice. (laughs) But he's but so I, love, I, I love how well he played the character playing this character in the movie yeah. because he's like standing awkwardly in the shot and when they move the camera he awkwardly moves back into the shot and he's looking up at the camera breaking the fourth wall all over the place doesn't even care like this is awesome it, it's exactly just, what Pee Wee would do I want to see like the script for sections like that Oh, you yeah. know, like, does it yeah. say to do that or did he decide do to do that? Yeah. yeah. And you're right, Jake. Yeah. That's perfectly. That is that character trying to pretend to be a bellboy and not know. Oh, yeah. That's just so into character. Absolutely. And and the best part is at the very end when he and Dottie decide to ride off and she's like, don't you want to stay and watch the movie? I lived it, Dottie. And then they right off across the movie screen. Like, it's, it's a just, great ending. 
it just works that like this is such an iconic movie like there you think about it there are so many parts of this movie that's just in the public consciousness you got large yeah. marge the i'm a rebel a loner the alamo the i mean it's yeah. just so many parts to this are just so classic if you decide to take a trip to san antonio and you tell your friends you're going to visit the alamo and they don't tell you to ask about the basement in the alamo you need to find better friends because <laughs> they like they should say that to you <laughs> sorry oh that's just how i feel that that tour guide this is adobe <laughs> <laughs> Juan is making tortillas. Well, and I love her that, as an actress too. Like every too. movie that she's yeah. in, I like seriously, she steals oh. the scene, you know? And Again, there's so, so many people in this movie that you're like, oh my gosh, I remember them from this, yeah. this, that, and this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know any of their names, but. <laughs> but you recognize them. But I like I them. I remember seeing I them. I like them. Yeah. It's just it's all right. Perfect. What were you going to say, Tracy? I'm sorry. I was just going to say this is it's right. just such a classic movie. It is a classic movie, and it it is good to go back. You know, it's always sad when someone that uh, was in a movie or did a performance or multiple performances that mean a lot to you when they pass. It's yeah. it's obviously very sad. But it is great to be able to go back and review the work that they did and remember why they mattered so much. And for me, like Pee Wee was a big part of growing up for me because I remember mm-hmm. watching Pee Wee's Playhouse on on Same. Saturday mornings. And, ah! yeah. Every time I could scream, like that's what they said. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's what you're supposed to do. They said the word. Mm-hmm. Um, and and this movie too, like, I think it's important to look at what he contributed uh, to the world of filmmaking and to the world of entertainment. Um, he was definitely very talented and, and will be missed. Yeah. So. But now we have to grade his movie. So. Now we can be harsh or kind. I don't care. You guys. I mean, I think we all know that we all enjoyed this movie because this. Yeah. You know, yeah. 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 I, I'll kick it off. This, this to me, not only is it nostalgia, it still holds up. Like the jokes still land. It's still like, sometimes you watch it and you cringe and you're like, okay, I, I, I'm laughing because I remember laughing when I was a kid, but I'm right. still entertained by this. Um, and like I said, go back. If you haven't seen some of his stuff, I didn't watch Letterman when I was a kid because it was too late in the in the evening. So I hadn't seen some of these performances. Um, and then later, even when he had cancer, he'd still go on some of the talk shows because he was friends with the guys and just wanted to like hang out with them. So he was on Conan quite a bit. Um, some of those performances are really, really funny. Um, the writing's great. Uh, just really, really funny show. A for me. Same, 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 same. A for me. Yeah. You said so, all the things. All right, Jake. Yeah. No, this movie is is great to me, and I I do recognize that Pee Wee Herman is not a character that everybody enjoys. And if you don't enjoy Pee Wee Herman as a character, you're not going to enjoy this movie. It doesn't matter how well written it is. It doesn't matter how 
Like, if you don't like Pee Wee, you're not going to like this movie. And I get that. My wife is not a Pee Wee fan, and that's mm. okay. But, and she, watching this movie did not win her over any more than she was won over before. So I recognize that. But movies are subjective in a lot of ways. Um, and um, to me, whether you enjoy a movie or not, it's completely subjective. I like this one. I'm giving it an A as well. I Like I said, this puts Tim Burton and Danny Elfman on a course um, <laughs> that they've made some of my favorite movies of all time together. And so this is where it starts. That makes this triple A rated. Nice. So, I like Jake it. at home. I like it. <laughs> yeah, I'm not usually the one that ruins it from being a triple A rated movie. You're not, but so, but you brought it home. I, I tried to build the suspense a little bit, but I'm sure everybody saw right is through. He, it. Is he, <laughs> he going to do it? Is he going to go? Is he going to do an A? <laughs> He's probably going to give it a B. Oh, I hate him. So Jake, so Jake, <laughs> bringing everything down. Way to Jake that worst. up, Jake. <laughs> Way to jake that up. Well, on that note, um, thank you everyone for listening, for watching. We appreciate your support. Uh, we are so glad to be back doing this after a few weeks. If not, we'll try to get some more episodes up as well after this. Um, but please keep in mind that we are raising money for the American Cancer Society. If you can, if you're able and you would like to, we would be so grateful to any contribution you can make to that. We'll make sure the links are included where you can see it. Go ahead. And if follow. you donate a hundred dollars, Jake will tell you his sarcasm story offline. Ooh. It's for the charity, Jake. <laughs> I... I'm just okay. kidding. I didn't. That was just supposed to be a joke. You don't have to share your stories with anybody. It, if, you, if you donate a hundred dollars, I'll tell you, Jake. <laughs> <laughs> $100 and Val and I will tell it together. You guys, <laughs> we the, will reenact it. We I'm going to tell you this. I <laughs> know. I'm going to tell you this, and it is going to be the biggest disappointment of your weekend, I promise. <laughs> we, I have made this way bigger than it is. Um, keep in mind as well that soon we will be announcing a date for a big trivia night at yep. the Midway. We're, we're working on some plans there. Uh, if you have not attended that uh, with us in the past, it's a lot of fun. We had some great turnout last time that we did it. We had a lot of fun with the trivia. Um, Tracy wore a princess hat. Uh, I did. That's we'll see right. if we get a whole dress for this one in preparation for the dopey Ooh, run. Maybe, maybe I should. Uh, yeah, I might have to order that dress in advance because I'm doing the, I'm doing Rapunzel for the 5K at Walt Disney World. So maybe I'll have to make the debut appearance. And Jake and I are just going to dress yeah. up as her hair. That's it. <laughs> just stand That's behind right. Tracy the well, whole time. We're going to get like cousin it costumes and just follow <laughs> Tracy around. Just big hair following <laughs> Tracy everywhere. <laughs> I, I still feel like like you were trolled in who they picked for the princess, Tracy. Oh, totally. They totally wanted the hair. Yeah. That's the main. It yeah. was between Princess Leia with the with the buns or Rapunzel with the long yeah. hair. Yeah, you're gonna hate that running with that hair, man. Ugh. It's a 5K. I can do that. Okay. If it was, if it was like a 10K with 5K. that. Yeah. Cool. It's a 5K. I have a long wig. If you want to it. Well, the 5K I walk. So. 
There's no time limit. I walk that sucker. Cool. Nice. All right. Well, thank <laughs> you, everyone. Donate. Go donate. We appreciate the, the contributions. And if we get over our goal by the time we're doing the trivia night, we're still going to raise money because they won't stop taking it from us if we give it to them. So. <laughs> Plus, we have a lot of prizes. Like to most give charities. Away. And we just we go will. see you yeah. in person. Yeah, we've got some good stuff. Yep. All right. Well, thank you, everyone, for listening, for watching. We appreciate your support. And until next time, tell them Large Marge sent you. This has been an Age of Geek media production. 